Welcome to Conversations at the Cohen Center, a podcast about the humanities and interdisciplinarity, produced by the Cohen Center for the Humanities at James Madison University. Hi, this is Michael Klein, director of the Cohen Center for the Humanities, uh, and today I'm joined by Scott Lensford and Jay Varner, and we're here to talk about their new podcast, Hidden Language tuning into place, bodies, and time, and discovering the unexpected ways their stories can be told. Thank you both for joining me today. Thanks. Thank you. So why a podcast? When there's all these different ways of communicating out in the world, and I know you you know your communication, uh, given your backgrounds, why a podcast and why now? That's a good question. I, th- I think I felt like there weren't enough podcasts. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, well, Scott, how did this come up? It kind of came up organically, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think, um, I don't know. I was trying to think about this this afternoon, maybe a couple of years ago. Um, somebody in, in our department, which is um, writing rhetoric and tech com, um, was, was talking about um, you know, marketing and recruitment of, of students, and 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 I had I had been working on, on audio stuff for for a while. I, I teach some sound writing in, in some of my courses, and um, I thought about um, you know maybe maybe we could do sort of like a, a podcasty thing um, through through the department. And then Jay, somehow maybe I was talking to you. Maybe I found out that you had done podcasting and, and, and audio stuff too. And um, you and I just sort of started emailing each other and said, yeah, we should we should try to do something. And then COVID hit um, and, and put a damper on things. Um, and then uh, a few months ago, I guess or earlier this spring, yeah. uh, we kind of got back into it and and we we decided that you know we 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 both started shooting out ideas and it sort of became um something separate from from maybe wrtc and then jmu altogether that it that it would be you know just a jay's put it like this and just a couple of dudes with a podcast um that is that 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 looks at some of the things that we uh, maybe teach about that, that that creep up into our classes um you know we're both writing people and we think about writing a lot so and we notice these thing, weird writing and communicative things that happen out in the real world and i, I always like talking about those things and um, a lot of the a lot of these observations that we make are very sound oriented, so it made perfect sense to to create some audio thing that dealt with um, a number of, of, of sonic um, and, and and spatial and embodied and temporal um, uh, things that dealt with communication uh, out in the real world. So I think that's you know that's my take. Yeah, and I, you know, I had done a podcast um, maybe about ten years ago. I had a podcast with a good friend of mine, and the podcast was called Talus or Scree. And this was in like the Wild West days when podcasting wasn't huge yet. But I love doing it. It was primarily an interview podcast. So we would interview writers and artists, musicians, and so forth. But I, I absolutely had a blast doing it, and I really love the collaboration part of that. For this podcast, you know, it's not so much interview based, but it's to me, it's kind of like writing a mini essay, a sonic essay 
each month. And that's a new challenge to me. And I, I just thought that sounds like a really fun, interesting thing to do. And to really kind of connect in with our world of what do I see or hear that could be part of this. And, and why hidden language? And, and what, do you, what does that mean to you? What does it mean to your audience, do you think? Uh, yeah, this is Scott. Um, I, I think that uh, we, well, you know, again, I, 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 as, as writing, as people who think about writing a lot, we, we see it um, and, and other forms of communication throughout, uh, you know, our, our kind of everyday travels, everyday observations. And, uh, and we think you know, that that's, that's very interesting. You know, how, how, how does this, what are the implications of, of this, this, this thing that's happening out here? Um, you've got, um, you know, trains full of graffiti driving by in a, a neighborhood or, or people um, may think that it's, it's blight and think that it's, you know, uh, uh, unnerving um, because perhaps they may think there's a gang activity involved you know, in the neighborhood when, you know, it, it, it goes simply beyond that, where graffiti, for example, may um, be a, a, a way of, 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 of community, maybe not gang oriented at all. So I think it may be one way of, of taking something that we might, as, as a public might know a little bit about, but digging a little deeper and, um, and, and connecting dots that maybe, maybe we haven't really uh, thought about before. Sure. And so that's why another, you know, another reason for a podcast is that it goes out to, you know, the general population versus um, strictly an academic one. Sure. That's a great point, Scott. And I, I think, too, it's for me, uh, many of the episodes that we do are so much about presence and being present in the world, noticing and connecting and um is that these episodes are so short, you know, we, we aim for about 15 minutes. I hope that inspires others to really kind of be present, to see and listen and feel the world around them in a way that maybe they didn't before they listened to an episode. So uh, to me that, you know, just to build off that hidden idea, I think uh, is, is that's part of that too. Yeah, I, I noticed how presence really comes through all of them, especially the first one, which is entitled Presence. And we'll we'll talk uh, in a little more depth about the episodes that you've released. Uh, but I noticed that as a theme, really, that runs throughout your pieces. Um, getting back, Scott, you had just mentioned wanting to get this out to a non-academic audience. Uh, who do you envision your listeners are or will be? <laughs> You know that's that's something we, we never really think about when you're when you're just starting off. It's like let's just let's we have this interest. Let's just do this. Let's let's get it out there and 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 we see what happens. So I, I'm not sure that we actually walked in wondering who who our audience um, could be or even even should be. Um, and I, I think it's it's you know it's not good to say well anybody any anybody could should be our audience. Um, and we know that that simply isn't the case. Um, I, I, you know, I think that um, I get maybe just generally and something that, that Jay said that maybe people who, um, you know, want to, um, you know, understand more about 
um, about as our as our tagline says, tuning in to um, their their own environments. We walk through our environments every day without noticing much because we walk through our we walk through them every day and things become hidden they become invisible to us so it's a way of of of, of bringing those kinds of things out so um you know i I think that um there i'll speak for for myself and my 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 own episodes i I tend to get um at at times a bit um abstract where i actually have to kind of (laughs) Come, come back down to earth and some of the things that I that I that I have to say. Um, and so maybe maybe some of those audiences might might, I don't know, appreciate those those kinds of musings and, and those kinds of observations where they're not necessarily um, you know, particularly grounded in one particular concrete thing. Yeah, that's a great way to say that. I think I, I would see the audience as people who are curious, people who do want to tune in to things. And, uh, you know, I, I also just walking anywhere in the world, you see people with their, their faces down, looking at screens, uh, you know, engaging with technology, which is ironic. Obviously, we're creating a podcast, which you listen to in that way. But, um, but just I think maybe people who are kind of tired of um, – feeling as if they're sleepwalking through the day in some sense and want to just try to connect more to what it means to be human and being part of this world. Sure. Sure. And, and certainly in the time that we're living in with, with COVID, which is affecting everyone, um, but not affecting everyone equally. There's this need to remain engaged in some way. And for those of us who are privileged enough to have the streaming services, to have the audiobooks, to have the podcasts, there, we've seen a, you know, an increase in that consumption. But do you think COVID also maybe gives people time to tune into place and bodies and time? Um, and it, I, I guess what I'm trying to get at is... Is there a connection between you releasing the podcast now that goes beyond just you had time or there was this quarantine and maybe gets into the idea of the, the thematics of, of what your podcast is about? And maybe this is an opportune time for people to step back and, and do these things. Well, I like what you say there about um the privilege to do that because I, I know uh, COVID and how it has affected others and how it has affected me. And uh, yeah, it's definitely a privilege. You know, you get the time to do this and to write and create. And I know that a lot of others didn't have that time um, because of various other reasons in their life. So um, I, I know I've definitely with COVID, I, I was conscious and thinking about how do I better connect to the world? I don't know that that necessarily led directly to this, but it surely influenced it in some way. So, um, I this is Scott. I have a uh, I, I have three kids, and um, you know, for a, a while, two of them, two of the, the older two, were at home um, 
from school for, you know, a year. Um, and um, I am privileged in my own position um, to be able to teach from home on Zoom, like like um, uh, we, we like we you, all three of us have done, um, but also to be there with them and, and to and to watch how their own uh, their own learning and their own um, you know d- desires to learn were were you know were were really were really suffering. Um, I mean, they're fine. They're doing they're doing great, um, but. Uh, there is no doubt that COVID has reframed the way that we see things. And it has certainly um, reframed the way that I um, uh, parent and have a relationship with my my children. So as I, as I was seeing this, I got with, um, uh, with my kids uh, and said, you know what, let's let's shake things up a little bit and let's because we're all writers in, in the house and i said let's 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 do a project let's do an audio project maybe start our own little podcast and um and so we did we started a, a little thing um this is of course not a shameless plug um but we, we we had like a one a one episode podcast that we we squeezed out um that took um we, we took an idea for a very short, a piece of flash fiction and we all wrote 250 words uh, about it and we recorded it and put it out there so uh, what, what i'm getting to here is that you know when, when we are locked up together and we you know we we, we do we we were it, it's it, it, it's not as if we are allowed to see things differently in this case we are, you know, encouraged and maybe in, and in many cases forced to see things mm-hmm. differently in order to get through the daily pain um, that was COVID. And I, I, I did not suffer anything compared to, you know, millions and millions of other people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I say all of this is very long winded. Sorry. I say all of this to, 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 to point out that, that, you know, the COVID, you know, can has encouraged, um, you know, a, a lot of, of, of interesting and in some artistic, um, but also very different ways of, of, of thinking about um, the, the, the things that we go through every day, being with family, for example, right? I, I've had to totally change the way that I parent that I was comfortable with in order to um, do well, to do better as a parent and as a teacher um, of my own children. In, in looking at your your podcast bio info, there is no mention of what you do. Um, you've mentioned it here and uh, that you're both uh, teachers, educators. Why did you not include that at all in, in the brief bio that you, you have associated with the podcast? Well, we do. We mention, um, you know, we mention it in in our bios uh, on the website. Certainly not, not in the podcast because I, you know, I don't think that um, it's. Um, well, there, there are there. Are, so for me, there, are, there are two, two things going on, that we aren't necessarily doing this in our um, 
roles as teachers. Um, I would hope that if I did something else and that I was still a writer and I was still interested in doing this, that I, that I would still do this. Um, being a teacher and being someone who who thinks and talks and teaches about writing a lot actually gives me um, a lot of fuel for the episodes that we um, are putting out there. Um, um, and then so then that's 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 one side. And the other side is 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 a professional matter that um, and, and Jay and I have, have talked about this uh, before that, you know, from a professional standpoint, we, we the question is, is this scholarship? Can we, you know, in, in terms count this as as an academic um, pursuit uh, under the auspices of 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 you know, rhetoric and write the field of rhetoric and writing studies or WRTC or of JMU? Um, and of course, anybody who has access, uh, anybody who has the ability um, and, you know, the, the will can, can put out these things, can put out podcasts and send them, send them out to the world. Um, and so I, I've always felt that, you know, if, if we are doing things within the community of scholars, you know, those scholars need, should, um, you know, see that work and 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 have somewhat of a say that yes, this is this is this is good, and and we're going to do something with this as a field. Um, we don't we, we we don't have that here. We we put it out. We we have these things to say. We have these observations to make, and we want people to 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 hear them. We don't necessarily. Um, need um referee or, or or judge but we'll let our you know, listeners uh, be, be those uh, on the other side but in between um we 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 don't need that and so then we we really can't you know uh, politically count this as as academic scholarship there's no doubt intellectual work no doubt but um so that's one another one of the reasons why we we we, we keep saying that you know, we're just a couple of guys doing a podcast. Yeah, I mean, and I'm you know I I always just say I'm a I'm a storyteller I'm a writer. Um, I do think you know just in my personal life I think about how much do we allow our careers to define things. Obviously, I wouldn't be a professor if I wasn't a writer. Um, you know, but at the same time, um, I don't want anyone who listens to this or approaches this as that's the only way they see me. Um, because I'm also a gardener and my first episode talks about that. And I'm, you know, I'm engaged in lots of other things. Um, so that's something that I think about as well. And, um, and also, I guess, you know, kind of adding to Scott's point there is, um, I, uh, I want the audience. Yes, you do have to have access to streaming services. You have to have this technology to do it. But I don't like the idea of paywalls. I don't like things that are hidden in some ways that uh, to me are gatekeeping and elitism in some ways. Um, I'm much more open and believe in open access. And I would like people who want to hear this and want to get it to actually get it. Whereas if it was published in another place, it might cost X amount or you need a subscription to this or something like that. So those are all kind of connected, I think, in some ways, as we thought about this. 
Yeah, well, 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 thanks for uh, explaining that. And, and it does make sense, really, because, well, writers sometimes just write for themselves in journals or diaries. Um, for many people, you do want an audience. You want to share your thoughts so that you can engage with others. And I think engagement right now is something that many of us are missing. We don't have that ability to engage. Um, as we speak here in mid-October, there have been three episodes released. I also got access to the fourth episode. Thank you for that. Um, <laughs> I listened to them all. They were wonderful. Uh, I want to touch upon them and then touch upon them as a, as a whole body. But why did you start with 9-11 as uh, the first one the first episode is called presence and it's done by scott and he's reflecting on nine, the 9-11 memorial opening uh 10 years ago in 2011 uh and then on the whole 20 years but, but why that episode right well you know i i feel very strongly about um uh, occasion um, and that there uh, uh, 9/11 so just just a little bit of context um, I uh, I release um, my Jay and I have uh, episodes that we do um, you know, bi-weekly I, I produce one on the first of every month and Jay produces one on the 15th of every month. And I wanted to, I knew, I knew that I was going to do something on um, 9-11 memorials, particularly um, missing persons posters that came from the, um, the attacks, after the attacks on the World Trade Center. Um, so I thought, well, this is, this is, you know, this is great timing. In rhetorical terms, it's called Kairos, where we, we give a nod to, to the, to an appropriate uh, circumstance, an appropriate timing, and um, uh, of, 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 a, of a response to, to take place. And it had been something that I had, I had really, I had been thinking about for, for quite some time. And in fact, I, um, had um, used it, used that whole idea in class. Um, I had taught some some articles that talk about the missing persons poster. So it was, it was really, really very much in me. And so I, I had been wanting to do something um, uh, about it for for a, a while. Um, so yeah, it was it was a, a commemorative um, episode to, to commemorate uh, the, 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 the the that day. It just happened to be you know the twentieth anniversary, um, but I, it was it was commemorating that day itself. And I was I was just uh, as you were talking about. Uh, how it's about the, the posters of the missing people. Your third episode, which is your second, Scott, is about another type of uh, poster that you put up for uh, a missing cat. Uh, so there is, there's that nice thematic tie between those two. Uh, but but you, you do approach it in a very different way. 
uh, I did, you know, and it's funny that you mentioned it. I, you know, cause I had thought about it, you know, as I was, as I was doing it again, I'm like, Oh man, this is another poster, <laughs> another poster episode. I'm going to be the poster guy. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was it really just coincidence in, in that way. Um, yeah. So that one is, um, you know, it, it really goes beyond the idea of, of uh, another missing, you know, entity poster, a, a missing cat. Um, but to talk about further, the, again, presence, being in the presence of, of walking through a, a neighborhood and wondering and, 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 and observing um, telephone poles, utility poles, and, and getting close to them and looking at, at, the, at the ripped pieces of paper that people had left from as they tore off their yard sale signs or, or their missing cat signs and whatever signs and all the, the nails and the, and the staples and the, and the splinters that, that make up that, that thing, that those staples, that those, those uh, rusted nails left over um, are in themselves um, communicative um, uh, artifacts. Um, you know, they are traces. They are remnants of somebody needing uh, a job, somebody needing to find a cat, somebody uh, needing to, to sell stuff this this Saturday at, at, at the yard sale. Um, and so for me, those 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 things kind of represented um, uh, legacy of, of a neighborhood, of legacy of, of people um, in, in some way coming together at a yard sale or to go look for a missing something or other. Um, and, and, you know, the, the fact that you 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 talked about COVID earlier and kind of the um, the the you know why this podcast now um, I, I don't think COVID was was a was, was the, the, the main impetus for for that in particular but it it, it does tell me that you know it, because of COVID we had lost we have lost a lot of that community we have built different community like online right. community virtual communities but those physical communities of people gathering out in the streets and and talking and you know things that that I am reminded by when I pass by you know poles and 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 old staples and old nails um, that that remind us of that. Sure. Uh, just the very fact that we are doing this virtually, this uh, episode here. That's uh, correct. Even we all live and work. We work together. Full disclosure. Uh, just for safety issues, uh, this is easier. But it it does break down the community that we're we're so used to, and. Uh, it, I, I love the part in Splintered Wood uh, where you're talking about how you're comfortable walking in and saying hello to a neighbor or you're comfortable walking in and looking at the pole that may be in someone's yard, but you're not comfortable actually then adding to the pole, uh, having that additive trace that you place on it. It, it really does boggle <laughs> to this day. I'm like, why? Why? Why it, it, it does it have to do with 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 purpose and with ownership? I I own um, you know a right to 
go to my neighbor and knock on the door and and ask if you know they they have a cup of sugar i'll go there um but to you know go to this lonely pole that is in their yard but it doesn't really belong to them right it belongs to you know whoever it belongs to but it's not theirs maybe in their grass in their yard but it does not really belong to them um, and so at that point, I feel like, well, I don't, I don't belong here. I can't, I, I don't feel that I can actually do this. Or maybe it just goes to the fact that maybe I don't feel as part of, of the very communities that I'm talking about, that maybe my narrative, my own story, my own thoughts of finding my own cat aren't worthy or aren't valued or don't belong here. I don't know. I don't, I, I you know, these are one of these, there's one of these episodes where I, I leave it and I think, I, I, I still don't know what to think about this. And I, I, and I'm still at that spot. Why, why am I afraid to um, seek help <laughs> by, by posting a, um, a, a poster on this poll but I'm not afraid to go and knock on the door and just talk to the neighbor. It's it's quite odd. And, and that seems to be part of the human condition of not feeling a part of communities that you are part of or not feeling like you have voice. Uh, uh, the imposter syndrome, as they talk mm. about in academia, that somehow you don't belong even when you do belong. Um, and that could be exacerbated by, by what we're going through. Uh, that makes total sense to me. Could very well be. Jay, I've, I've gotten to listen to two of yours, uh, the second episode, Hear the Corn, and and then the preview of Tunnelings, which I believe is dropping uh, in a few days. Yeah, a couple of days. Friday. Um, they're both about digging in the dirt, but in very <laughs> different ways. Uh could you talk a little bit about uh, your mindset and, and putting these together? Uh, ah, that's interesting. Um, I did think about that. They were both, you know, connected to the natural world. But, um, you know, I didn't put two and two together there to make those that, that exact connection. I like that. Um, I, I'm a huge gardener. Um, I, I started gardening maybe 10 years ago. Um, and that process has really allowed me to connect to the natural world, um, and to the idea of growing my own food and, um, seeing the dirt, feeling the dirt, getting to know what soil is and building up a good soil in the garden and so forth. So to me, um, I guess maybe going back to even the, that COVID discussion that we had had earlier during the time of COVID, I was so fortunate to live in a rural area where I could be outside and engaged with the world, with nature, to, to step away from a screen, um, to smell the yard, to smell plants, to see them and see insects and bugs. And all of this is quite amazing. Um, so I, I knew that I wanted to do that. And I, in grad school, I kind of specialized in nature and environmental writing. Um, and I wanted to go back to that to some degree and engage with that more. I knew that I had something to say about the garden. Um, 
And this year was super hot in Virginia. <laughs> and mm. that kind of narrative uh, wrote itself, I guess, you know, in some ways um, that I knew the first episode would be about the garden because things were different this year than they had been in the past. And that seemed noteworthy in some way to point out as someone, you know, gardening is all about observation and making sure the plants are doing what they're supposed to do and uh, predicting what kind of problems might arise and, uh, you know, how to combat that and all of those things. Uh, so it's, it's so much about being present and connecting to that. To me, it just seemed obviously um, to start with the garden. And, um, and of course there's the metaphor too, of, you know, growth and uh, mm -hmm. planting a seed and seeing something come you know, all of that, you could apply it to this podcast, perhaps, you know, starting with the planting and seeing what grows. Um, the Blue Ridge Tunnel, you know, again, I, I'm lucky that both of my first two episodes are kind of in my backyard. Well, one is my backyard and the Blue Ridge <laughs> Tunnel is um, it's, it's about five minutes from my house. Um, so I, I go there quite a bit. And and that was another case where I just saw this the natural world um, and the just how much that mountain changed once that tunnel was installed and built and how it was built and that you can still touch the rock and feel parts where a drill bit was hammered down by somebody and then dynamite and or not, it wasn't even dynamite. They used black powder and poured the black powder in to set off the explosion. You can actually touch that, which to me is just a, uh, Amazing. This is 160 years old and we can still see the imprints of those who came before us and what they did to change the earth. And so I suppose in some ways, you know, the garden to get back to that, much of the garden episode is centered on climate change and how those who came before us have impacted the earth and, and what that is going to mean uh, in that case as well. I, I must say that I, I, I listen to these. I really enjoyed them. Um, they're all highly evocative. Um, and they really do talk about place and presence and place and, and our, you know, that we're a small part of the world around us. Um, it's interesting, Jay, when you're talking about tunnelings and, you know, being able to touch the rock. I, I, these are these listening to this for me was a very tactile experience. I could I could see Scott touching the uh, utility poles. I you could hear it too. I could hear the water falling when you're in the tunnel. Um, the uh, the water when you're uh, Jay when you're uh, watering your garden and mm -hmm. it, it's interesting that I got this out of a podcast that was tactile, but but for some reason I. I, I, I felt that way. That's great. That's great to hear. I, I know um, I, I'm constantly thinking about recording sounds and and capturing what the world sounds like around me. Um, but I think when you mix this together with music and with narration and the sound effects and all of this, you know, you, you look at the product that you can create. And um, that's that's great. That's great to hear. Yeah, that's certainly one of the um, that's certainly one of the joys of, 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 of doing this and being, being able to produce these these things is because you know, I think we, we 
you know, you can define podcasts now in so many ways, right? But I know we both set out to do episodes that weren't simply, um, I know the, uh, these are our observations, um, but in order to help visualize these and, and it is, you know, somebody had once said, you know, that, that radio or audio is, is, is a visual um, medium um, to figure out how if we, we have to understand our, our place somewhere. We have to be in tune with the sounds um, if, if we if we are able to, you know, many people are not. But if you're able to, to be in tune with those sounds, well, how do you convey that to uh, an audience in um, more of a, of a uh, you know, a uh, um in, in a headspace, in in the cocoon that is that that, that is our heads or our headphones or the the inside our cars where we we have these these really cool sonic experiences. Um, how how can we how can we do that? Um, so that's it's it's one of the it's it's one of the really neat opportunities to to be able to do that. And something else I noticed that it really ties back to the title of your podcast, Hidden Language, is that I feel that you are giving voice for those who cannot speak. And that, that's that's clear in the 9-11 piece and very clear in the tunnelings piece. Um, that you're not speaking for them as much as providing a venue for their voices to now be heard by others who may not know these stories and these histories. Oh, that's interesting. Um, this is Scott again. You know, I'm, um, I'll, just, uh, I'll, I'll comment about that by previewing the next couple of episodes that I have coming up, which is, is a two-parter about um, the communicative nature of massage. Um, and so I actually have another voice, um, a couple of other voices that are not my own. So I actually have a massage therapist who um, I just kind of sit back and I asked her some questions and um, I had a recorder going and she just she just went. And um, so uh, when when we did that, she she actually told me, she said, you know, I'm, I'm glad that you're doing this because this is this is giving um, uh, a lot, maybe a lot of people who don't understand, you know, the nature of massage therapy in this particular way. Right. Um, so I'm, I'm glad you I'm glad you 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 said that. I, mean, you, I think that I think that is that is interesting and trying to give voice to to those who may think they don't have it or in the case of the missing persons posters who um, certainly did not have it right. so for folks who want to listen to your podcast where can they go to hear them uh, what where do they subscribe oh everywhere podcasts are available I think um, iTunes Spotify anchor um, but probably the the easiest way is to go to the website hiddenlanguage.com there's a tab there that says how to subscribe we have links up 
Um, but if it's, if you're listening on a podcast platform, it's, it's there. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much for your time and for, uh, speaking with me today and for sharing this, uh, these stories. Uh, I really enjoyed them and I'm not that big of a podcast listener, to be honest. Um, but, uh, Scott Lunsford, Jay Varner, uh, best of luck in this endeavor. And I'm looking forward to hearing your future episodes. Well, thank you. I, I hope we made you a fan of ours. <laughs> I am. <laughs> thank you so much, Michael. Yes, and, thank you, Michael. And listeners, thank you for joining us today and look for our future podcasts as well. Thank you for listening to Conversations at the Cohen Center. Make sure to follow us at Instagram and Twitter at JMU Cohen Center. And be on the lookout for more conversations at the Cohen Center. 